welcome back to another episode of the Kittitas Valley Sports Talk. I am John Goodad. I'm joined today by Sammy Henderson and Cole, quote, Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> I love Bernie. that nickname. I don't know if you like it, Cole. but I love it. it. it okay, good. Cole Bernie it. is here with us. Eric Sorensen is on assignment. Probably on a tractor somewhere. Maybe he's a uh, hand up a cow. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing hard work. Yeah, <laughs> doing hard work. So uh, we got. Uh, we needed to get together. You know, we always try to get together once or twice a week, according to the text thread. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> every week. It's, but then it's like oh, every no. other week, yeah. every third week. Yeah, every third and I week. missed the last one. You guys did great. Uh, yeah, but I had a little bit of FOMO. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Watching yeah. the video, yeah. and I'm like, oh. So, yeah, I'm, cold, nice video and stuff like that. Although I, I noticed you photoshopped a little of the stomach on me. <laughs> you went the other way. I wanted yeah. you to show the, the <laughs> but whatever. We're, we're not gonna. We won't. You and, know. and more to come this week. We're gonna. We're hopefully gonna be on YouTube this week too. Oh my goodness! So, that's right. I didn't dress appropriately. <laughs> yeah, you dress good enough. No, I, 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 wore my, I was gonna say, yeah, you dress. You dress great. I did I get my, my beard finest. trimmed last week, so I don't look completely mm. homeless. You look more aerodynamic today than I've seen in a long time. So that's good. Have I been here since I had the shaved head? No, I shaved it off. What for? Because it's the summertime. I spent most of my life shaved. I grew it out because my kids liked it, and I realized. I don't care if they like it. <laughs> I, I have to yeah, you are wearing a hat and everything like that. Yeah. Wow. Feels good. Okay. So were Except they- for, so I wore this hat just like this, right? Oh. You see, this is, it was the first sunny day. I get out the shower the next morning. It is completely dark here. <laughs> and I've got a white line going off the top of my, I'm like, oh my gosh. And so the next day it was 80. So I like oiled up and when I, and it still has not fully recovered, but it was dark. It looked like my forehead extended at least three inches up my head. It was wild. It was, yeah, wasn't ready for it. Well, you look great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, let's just roll into, I mean, we always have so much stuff to talk about and we always like talk about a bunch of stuff on our text thread. And I'm always like, oh, we should talk about that. Oh, we should talk about that. I don't really know where to start, but should we just start with the draft? Yeah. Yeah. I I would love to. That NFL draft, um, you know, the first couple of picks didn't surprise me. And I guess there was some, I mean, just focusing on the Seahawks with Devin Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. I, I guess people were thinking more, you know, trenches, more pass rusher. Right. But, I mean, you got the number one cornerback in the I was about to say number yeah. one cornerback and number and, one receiver in the draft. And I love that, our receiver core is going to be stacked. What were you going to say? Sorry. I, I was going to say, I love JSN and I was really hoping that JSN <laughs> yep. was going to fall to us at 20. I was texting all my buddies like, Hey, listen, if JSN falls to us at 20, <laughs> like there's no way we don't pull the trigger. But back to Devin Witherspoon, like I really like the pick. I think it just solidifies yeah. our secondary. And I think, you know, a lot of people were saying Jalen Carter, and, you know, I would have loved to have him too, but I think the you fact dropped. that, yeah, and I think that the fact that, I trust Pete and John too, and I think the fact that Pete and John went Devin mm-hmm. shows you a lot tr- about what their meeting went like right. with Jalen. If we're going to trust anybody and we're going to drop some names, we have to drop Nolan Teasley. 100%. And Aaron Heinlein. Right. Central Washington. Grads, uh, in the grads, war room. In the war room. I mean, Teasley was... An incredible uh, Ellensburg High School athlete who went on to Central, uh, I think it was after Heinlein's time, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, but both uh, played at Central, and now they're running the show. I think both of them recently got promotions. Too. Yeah, they both did, yeah. and uh, they were, anytime you saw a picture when they would see Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud, they were in that photo, because you saw, what yep. was it, Tim Booth tweeting yeah. out, yeah. Yeah. look at all the CW grads in that photo, or more oh, CW yeah, grads right. than any other, yes. yeah, 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 so yeah. Uh, awesome for, to see those faces that yeah. uh, we can recognize and have but stories you're, about. But you're right, Schneider and, and Carol, those guys can dig in, it's like they can do more with third, fourth, fifth round picks than oh, anybody yeah. can do with first and second, I don't know right. what it's it is. It's like, we snag the... What was it? The Michigan Center in like the fifth round, and he right. had, he, he dropped him. that far and has won the best center in college football before. Whatever I forget what the award name for that is, right. but like I mean, to get we'll a guy like that in the college. fifth round, and like right. I saw a lot of people before that, even like with rounds one and two in those days, like people were on Twitter, like why the, the heck are we? And not what they love about centers is that 
if you can play center, you can play guard. Yeah. Like that's the, that's you, you can play guard. And yep. so uh, we had issues with, with centers the last couple of years, just injuries, you know, not necessarily skill. And uh, so being able to move pieces around and have those, they, that's something they drool over. Yeah. And, and I thought it was cool. What I, the, the, you said the first three picks weren't surprising. I was shocked. The Texans end up getting yeah. the second and third pick. Oh, get okay. Well, both the guys they wanted to draft at number <laughs> yeah. two. Because like, I, I was honestly hoping that Will Anderson was going to drop. To yeah, us. there was a chance he like, would fall, and if Will Anderson fell to five, we were going to get him. Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, so th- that was shocking to me, and I was, in, I'm shocked by Chicago. I mean, I think they still had a good draft, and they filled some positions, but they really could have made. Yeah, they could have made some big picks. Yeah, I'm shocked with Detroit too. <laughs> I I couldn't believe the Jameer Gibbs pick at twelve. Yeah. I think there was there was definitely I mean, and it helped us out right. a lot because I mean you get that wide receiver run so late in that round mm-hmm. starting with us. But um, you know, like the Lions kept trading back and then you know, they, they go after Jameer Gibbs and it's just like, Well, what about DeAndre Swift? Well the word on the street, well Swift got Yeah, he, he got, got traded. Off. Yeah. Word on the street is that they're gonna use Gibbs like Debo Samuel. Like, that's how they see him as mm. a receiver, running back combo. And uh, if there's any running back in the draft that could fill that, it would be him. So yeah. maybe they see something that they could use and create another weapon, you know, for their for their team. Because golf yeah. isn't amazing. He needs help. Yeah, I was about to he, say. You need to surround that guy with and, help. And, and, so. now, and they also got Hendon Hooker, too. So, yeah. you know, maybe even a possible, like, Hendon Hooker sighting later I think Hendon Hooker year. could be good because we were – they were talking about us potentially getting Hendon Hooker yeah. down the road. Twenty-five-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, vet at this point <laughs> at the position, and uh, you know, you got Gino on a two-year contract. You got a twenty-seven-year-old stepping in who he could be pretty good. Yep, that's pretty amazing, actually. And you guys know, I mean, I was following this just you know on Twitter and the ESPN app and everything like that. But did you guys actually sit and watch it, or were oh, you yeah. just following? It? Yeah. I, I was sitting there. It was me and my girlfriend. <laughs> we were just sitting there throughout the. Was she first a willing three participant? Days. Oh, absolutely. She oh, really okay. I she actually looked at me with like so much weirdness when I jumped for joy that we got JSN at twenty. <laughs> like I was running around the apartment, like let's go. Like she's looking at me like, oh, okay. Like, but she was watching it with you willingly. Yeah. Yep. Cole, I think you got the one right, right there. I think right I there. do, too. I think I do, too. I, I was at soccer practice, and I was like, I kept yelling at the girls, I'm here. The draft is on. This shows how much I love you. Play hard today. Don't make me upset. Because I, I don't want to, at one second, feel like, why am I here? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but my son was texting me the whole time. Hey, this is who, got, this is who we picked. This is who got, hey, they, this people, tra-. like I was. Between that, Yahoo, and ESPN, my phone was constantly going off during soccer <laughs> practice. Uh, but I got home, and I watched uh, probably from pick. Uh, I, got a, I got to see our, our number 20, and uh, my daughter was in. She loves, like, drafts and tournaments now. She's locked in, and so mm-hmm. she was like, uh, call me when we have another pick. And I'm like, well, <laughs> we don't, not today. Well, why not? Well, just tell me the position. Like, like, I want to know. It's, but we watched day day two. Uh, we got to watch quite a bit uh, in the evening, and, and that was fun. Yeah, day two getting getting Zach Charbonnet. I know there was a lot of people that weren't too happy about that, but looking at our roster, you know, we needed another running back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now, now I'm looking at it, and I'm even going to highlight Kenny McIntosh in the seventh round. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Huge talent that I don't even know how he was sitting there. But getting both those guys to be able to come in, mm-hmm. like you got now K9, who's your you know starting running back, elusive back. He's your do it all guy for sure. Going to be our starting running back. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be no surprise. Walk, yeah, yeah, K- yeah. yeah. He's, a, think, he's a three down back. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, he's he's that's yeah. good. He's established himself. Like when you go, if you look at fantasy football next year, he'll he'll be. Top five running yeah. back point project like that's yeah. one of yeah. the guys you go get. Yeah. And anyway, then, so I cut you off. I'm sorry. And then you got Zach Charbonnet, who's just gonna straight up just run you over. And yeah. he's also, you know, pretty shifty. Um and and then, you know, I saw Pete talking in the in the draft uh little post presser about Kenny McIntosh being a guy that's gonna come out and just be a good special teams guy, but along with that be a good pass catching back. And that's you know, that's something that we also really needed. And right. so to be able to have the three running back room that we have now to go along with the 
the wide receiver room we got. Well, oh, not only that, Lord. you go through the past few years, you know, you got people getting hurt. Yep. Running backs. Yep. We're down to Homer and, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, DJ Dallas is your running back for yeah. a couple of weeks. And so to be able to fill that, you know, and feel comfortable, like, okay, we still have options here. Yeah. It, it's something. And, and the same thing at receiver. I mean, Lockett goes down, you know, for a game or two here or there. DK as well, like, who do so, you? But who do you defend? You got three stacked wide receivers uh, plus the the rest of the guys that the I don't want to say are good. nameless, but yeah. but they're you know they're not to DK yeah. and 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 uh, and Tyler Lockett. But who do you defend? If I'm right. a if I'm a defensive back, I'm I'm sweating. The well, Seahawks. I think you look at that game as let let's uh, <laughs> we could score points too. You know. Yeah. We, we, we didn't address pass rush very well. We got guys that we brought in. But, you know, when you have uh, good corners, oh, that makes yeah. your pass rush so much better. Even if you get another half second in the pocket, they got to wait especially something with, gets open. So, Especially with the Julian Love pickup, too. I can yeah. see him, um, you know, kind of moving back into that safety spot, bringing Jamal up to the to the right. little sub linebacker. Did you, did you see today that we did not pick up the figure <clears throat> options on Jordan Brooks? Yep. He's our all, you know, what he led – he was like top three in tackles Why this not? year. Well, there's two trains of thought. One is we don't want to pay him, and we're going to let him go after this year. Or if we sign him to this extra one-year deal, we'll have to pay him next year, and yeah. he might be worth more money next year. Yep. So it could be one of those where they decline it and they work out a deal this year, sign him to a four-year extension. That would be less money than what we'd have to pay him after next season. Yeah, and so, I, I, also, who, I don't know what they're going to do, but yeah. Um, I was going to say I also think that it's a it's a problem of him staying on the field too. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been able to stay on the field very well this past these past couple of years, and I think there's a lot of uh, excitement around Devin Bush, which you know if we can get that guy back to where he needs to be, like you know he wasn't all that for the Steelers, but still a first round. But, but, but he was the year that they started, what, 11 and oh, what was that? Two years oh, ago, yeah, three yeah, years yeah. ago, you know, he and, and TJ Watt, like they were havoc for everyone. Like yep. Devin Bush was an animal. And then he got a really bad injury Yep, that set him. So last year he played and didn't necessarily look like himself, but he had a really, I want to say it was a knee injury that was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we could have a real big steal in, in him, but I I think Jordan Brooks. I mean, Bobby's going to be here for what a year. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I I think for for certain they they sign Jordan Brooks by the end of the season. Absolutely to a, to a at least three four year contract. Absolutely. Because so does that put us at the same level as San Francisco, or or do we? It still puts us. It, we're very different teams. Yeah, they will punch you in the mouth defensively, and we're not going to do that. Yeah, but they also lost a lot of key secondary pieces. They, they did, but they. You got Bosa. Yeah, you got I was about Warner. to say. Yeah, you yeah. still like, got that. Like that. they're going to come after you, and they're going to be tough in the trenches, and that's where they're going to win football games. Uh, so mm-hmm. it, it'll be interesting to see. I we're one of the favorites. We're one of the you know high, not only the favorite this year, but moving forward, even yeah. with the unknown of who our quarterback will be in a couple of years, the core that they were able to bring in. I mean, we're we're talking down the road where we probably don't have Jamal Adams and you know right. Bobby Wagner's not there and Geno's not there and probably Lockett or DK are not there. One of those two will probably not so. be there. Yeah, but I was say I think Lockett's maybe got like two, three right. good years what left of, in him because you know, our future four years down the road we look we're good now, but we're going to be even better yep. years down the road is what is is what we look like. But which is weird to say when you don't necessarily have the quarterback that you know you're going to have in two or three years yeah so that's the 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 biggest if and i will say that next year's draft class in terms of qb talent is pretty loaded really i don't think it's as good as this one i think at the top caleb williams is going to be yeah one of the best quarterbacks come out in a long time i I saw him already on like draft boards yeah number one he was yeah after his after and he's only played i was listening to to uh Coach talk. They, uh, I was listening to a podcast and they called Lincoln Riley, and they said people got to realize like this past year he'd only played in eight games, like mm-hmm. and was phenomenal. Like you yeah. know he Heisman kept winning. coming in right, he, and then so he played played this season, and you know for a junior guy of his status, he's only played about twenty football games, which usually people that have played two seasons, you know you're you're right. you're closing going to close in on close yeah. to thirty at that point. So he's a uh, 
he's still I think the best is yet to come from the college level for him. He's he's gonna but I I think this one was top heavy. Or that one's you got Caleb Williams, uh, Drake May. Right. But this one, you I mean Levis fell, but they yeah. There was potential four going in the top ten. Yeah. Which uh next year you won't have. You'll have top <clears throat> couple of that'll go, but the other ones will go round two, round three. Uh but it'll be interesting to see. I selfishly want uh, the Hawks to uh, have Michael Penix fall just a little bit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just a little bit. Can you imagine Caleb and Penix? Caleb, uh, those two guys, I hope the Pac-12 makes them the face of the oh, league. They, they, they will. That guy's. Especially. I mean, Caleb, you know, yeah. USC is going to get all the attention and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I think Penix is I think, a star. I Absolutely. think they're both going to, I mean. I might be a little biased when I say this, but you know, I think UW is also a top ten team this year. They could be. They, I, think, I, mean, I think they have the potential to be. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll start there though. No, no, I think they'll start. Any love. I, we'll yeah. stop. We'll stop. Top. We'll start top twenty five. Yeah. So yeah, but USC just their recruiting class is yeah. pretty stacked. You know, and their transfer portal. Lincoln yeah. Riley can bring guys in. So, um, on paper, we're USC is gonna right. gonna be the team to beat. Yeah, uh, but. You just got to play well. It's not like you You know these other teams don't have athletes, D one athletes yeah, coming yeah, through. Yeah, you know, yeah. so coaching is going to make play a big role in that, and uh, senior leadership yep. is going to be another one. Well, I was going to segue to uh, to keep it pro and and talk about baseball, but we're kind of talking about college football, so we got to talk about the changes at Central. Yeah, yeah, we got a. Uh, we'll start first. Nate Nate Johnson. Uh, defensive coordinator who was under Scott Power, uh, went with Scott Power to S- Stephen F. Austin, mm-hmm. came back to Central as the D coordinator, uh, went back with with Power, who's doing big things at Louisiana Tech. He's got Miles Carlock there, who was also an assistant uh, in 2017 when we did, you know, we were top in the nation. Yep. Um, so, you know, then that's kind of the way college athletics goes. You know, you got the people you trust, you got the people you know, yep. I got a spot for you. And so congratulations to Nate uh, moving on. But, you know, the Wildcat family is like, damn, like, yeah, you know, but Grant Torgerson, who's been involved in all of it as well. And he's and been there for a handful He's climbed with the ranks, started as a grad assistant yeah. and was a, a player for Fisk over at Southern Oregon. Uh, comes up here as a grad assistant, gets moves to D line, get you know all over, and so he's he's well equipped and ready to step into that role. Um, but now we got to fill his role. So there, you know, it's a, the domino effect. And then as we were talking, Amanda Ruler uh, comes over, first female assistant for Central Washington football. Uh, she was a part of the with the Bill Walsh diversity group, which we had. Uh, Benny Boyd, who was here for years, was a yep. part of that. He went with the Raiders and the Ravens, and it was a great experience for him. <clears throat> she was in that with the Seahawks, she, uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders running back coach, assistant coach there. So she's going to come in as a grad assistant and offensive assistant, and that's pretty cool. And sounds like she knows knows what she's doing. And she's got CFL experience, so, you, I mean, right there, that means, gosh, she's maybe could give a little – you know, a twist on something to CFL is just like a track meet sometimes. <laughs> right, yeah. right. She's going to bring a lot to the table. And it's a, I think Coach Fitz said it, you know, a different view on things. And I think part of that is is the CFL is, uh, you know, they do things a little bit differently. And it, just because it's a, a different brand of football yeah. doesn't mean it can't be effective yeah. at, uh, at, at all levels. So that – that's pretty cool for them. And I know they got mm-hmm. some other assistants that, that came through uh, just through the domino effect of people leaving. And so uh, the faces of the staff are going to look a little different. Uh, but you still got the head guy there, and he's got his boys and, and Grant. And uh, you know, Capitani left, too, for – was it Minot? I don't know. I, I don't can't remember know. what school. Yeah, but to be a defensive coordinator, which is good for him. I mean, good move, yeah. Yeah. Are we going to see these new coaches at the spring game? This weekend, yeah, or? I would, I would think so. Yeah, and you'll um, be there. Yeah, hopefully. Um, still need to text Jacob. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so get that lined up. Yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see. But hopefully, if if everything works out, yes, I will uh, be out there um, shooting some football, which will be a good time. Yeah, you know the thing about spring game is it, I it's a love hate thing for me because it's like okay, we got some football right, and then we got to wait four months or, you know, I guess three months before people show up back on campus. Right. It, you know, it whets your appetite a little bit, but then we got to go through the dog days of summer without any football. And, uh, 
you know, I just, I just expect a lot from him this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know that uh, the schedule, and we talked about it um, a couple weeks ago with Simon Fraser getting dumped out of the LSC next year. So they're like, you know what, we're going to one up you, and we're just going to kill football right now. <laughs> and uh, which that scene, talk about that has kind of died off very quickly. Well, so I mean. It's true, but what else are they going to do? Yeah, what? Yeah, you're not going to. They, do they don't have any other options. Yeah, and so for everyone that's upset, I'm like, what? What do you want them to do? Yeah, I, I think it. It. I'm glad that uh, you know CW Athletics came out and doubled down on saying, "Hey, we're 100 percent committed." Uh, with that press release that they had a couple weeks ago, which I thought was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was needed for like guys. You know, for the casual fan, but guys like me where I'm thinking, okay, Central and Western Oregon in the, what, seven most Western states. Right. I, I'm not going to count Lincoln of Oak, Oakland because they're still playing a they, independent right. schedule. And we'll see how long that lasts. We'll see how long that lasts because when we played them two years ago to the closest 91-0 to zero game I've ever seen in my life, uh, I mean, they weren't even wearing the same uniforms in some, no, in some no. cases. So right. Uh, I don't, I, I have high hopes for it, but I don't have high expectations. Yeah, neither do I. For that, to, um, so hopefully the LSC doesn't build up too much to where they don't need us anymore. Right. So, um. Because then we'll be looking for another host and we'll be in good shape probably to find somebody. But again, that does a lot to your budget. Like it, it's an impact on, oh yeah. on, on athletics to, uh, have your conference foes be, you know. A long ways away. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's clear to me that Central is going to set aside the money and the Mm -hmm. resources to play whoever we can, you know, Mm -hmm. and stack that schedule. And, shoot, we got a, you know, what I assume is a somewhat of a money game, opening up with the Weber State. Yeah, no, uh, that'll be money. Those usually go somewhere around, uh, I want to say like 500000 Take it. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that goes into... Your travel, yeah. Your hotel, yep. your food, you know. So you're dipping into that for all those. But big game though. That, and a lot of it goes in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so you do what you, do what you feel fit for it for for the, all the programs. So it's it's big for the department. Those games are always big for the department. Yeah. Uh, football included, but also there's trickle down to to the, to the rest of the programs with that as well. And speaking of the department, keeping it with Central, I drove by Nicholson the other day and. Man, oh man, that thing is literally taking shape. I cannot yeah. wait, you know. And you know, Eric and I took a tour of that with uh, athletic director Dennis Francois. I want to say three months ago, maybe now. And and uh, I mean, it was amazing then. I can only imagine what it's yeah, like. Yeah, in the gym itself, going to Nicholson for those games, I couldn't really picture it. Hard. Was, to it see. wasn't different. Yeah, you yeah. know, like the game yeah. environment wasn't different, and so I'm really excited. Cause like it wasn't a taste for me going in there. I'm like, this is this is looks like the same thing, just with a giant wall cutting things off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then now where I see where those walls are at, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be very different. Yeah, to what we just were able to see. The fact that you can walk all the mm-hmm. way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, fact, he got you know kind of a bowl now, in my opinion, uh, and and just the aesthetics of of the the video board and and just. I'm really. You're gonna really look like excited. you're at a college arena. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's what Central's needed. It's, you know, we've always looked like, oh yeah, we got big stands, but I've seen high schools with this. You know, yeah. I've seen, you know, and we're finally getting to that point where it's like, oh, this is, this is, you know, mm-hmm. it's a big yeah. deal. It's, a, yeah. it's an arena. You yeah, know, yeah. we're playing at an arena. I can't wait. So, I can't wait for. I mean, I hopefully you know Mario and and uh, they the got volleyball to. team. They got to have to be able to be there. If yeah. not. I would be having words with whoever's building that thing. Yeah. Like, like yeah. you know, it was, there wasn't, when they first started, there was an outside shot that Central would be able to pull at some volleyball yeah. lap. Like, and I don't know, does it come with a new court? Are we getting a new court? I don't think so because when, when we did our tour, the court was very much there. So I don't right. know. I hope it's a new court. I know it wasn't very long ago that they got a new one. It's like seven, eight years ago. And those things usually go for about 10 years, mm-hmm. but man, I I'm all. I would go for a new. Well, I'm telling sweet. you, if yeah. you want a new court, make it happen. Get the checkbook out. Add a couple of zeros. I can't even make a court in my backyard, okay. so my checkbook's <laughs> not going to handle that. Yeah. All right. 
Right. So I can't get back Fair. That's right. Uh, I, right. I, I'll I come take first. out more student loans and fund it. Yeah. 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 Straight up. Straight up. Well, I know we we're going to talk to uh, Cleveland baseball head coach Mac Halverson yes. here in a moment, but be, I mean, we got to we got to wrap this up this first segment with baseball. Yeah. And uh, I'm telling you what, uh, I got the standings up here. I've already gone to one game myself <laughs> on CW night, which was wonderful. I got a CW jersey that uh, and a, and a win. And a win, yeah, yeah. Were you at the game or any either one? I, of you I the, wasn't, but yeah. I was. I was. Uh, unfortunately, MLB TV doesn't let you uh, broadcast know, Mariner just, games out here, which it's is so. You know, I got to get my VPN rolling. Uh, I know, same. Yeah, we got to figure I, out a way around that because I'm so frustrated by that. I just need Rob Manfred out of the commissioner's yeah, office. Yeah, uh, yeah. But um, uh, me and my girlfriend were listening to it on the radio, mm-hmm. so. Um, it was a, it was a good game. It was a fun game. Uh, you know, the one thing I always notice beyond the the product on the field is the fan experience seems to get better every year. Like I just need baseball, right? And but the food is good. There's some inexpensive items. There's some really expensive items too, but. Like in between every half inning, there was something going on, and I, as much as I say I don't need it, it was enjoyable. So right. I mean, Seattle MLB, but Seattle specifically, they're doing. It was just a really fun game that I was at two Fridays ago, and uh, yeah, we got the win, um, and then shoot, just the other day with with Big Dumper getting two over the wall right. and everything like that. Uh, I mean, what twelve and sixteen? So we're like, you know. Not over the hump, but we got our last ten haven't been amazing. No, you know, blowing, blowing some leads, four and, and there. six. Yeah, and it just. But I'd much rather take blowing a lead in in, in losing late than getting blown out twelve to because you know, that like, means we're almost right. There, right. right. Yeah. Just you know, got struggled a couple times, but he'd been solid for most. You know, he's he'll go and pitch three solid and then just completely crap the bed. Right. But uh did I see that Robbie Ray was out for the year? Yeah. Too? Yeah. That's a tough loss. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw I saw today this morning that they're calling up one yeah. of their studs from Well when that guy eats the amount of innings that he does, yeah. was, you know, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say he's been phenomenal since he's been here, but he's been solid. Yeah. And yeah. so having a solid guy that you know is gonna go, oh he's gonna he we can push him. He can get to, you know, having a decent it's it's gonna be a, a hit. Oh uh, but Castillo might make up for it with, <laughs> yeah. with how he is. My gosh, man. <laughs> that guy is so good. He's real good. He is very, he is very good. You know, looking around the league, uh, you know, the Devil Rays, what did they start? 13-0, 14-0 or whatever? I said Devil Rays. The Rays, 23-6. and six. They're kind of the, you know, the well, Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates. Dude, what? Pirates, the Pirates are on right now. now they won are more they, games so are far. Are they for real or is it that, that – that team that the beginning of the year is playing well and it doesn't matter. Apart. I think <laughs> right now they're 20 honestly, and nine, right? Honestly, I think because I've actually been watching a couple of their games and I think that the one thing that they're doing right now is just hitting the crap out of the baseball. Right. right. And, you know, they just, uh, I forget what his name is. He's their new second baseman. I think his last name's Park, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. He's been raking. Like, you yep. got Andrew McCutcheon coming back, looking like he's prime Andrew <laughs> right. McCutcheon. Um, you know, Carlos Santana uh, kind of solidified their lineup at right. DH spot. You got... Opening up that DH helped <laughs> you yeah. go to the National yeah. League. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah that's, um, what, what you about, know, Brian Reynolds, too. I was, yeah, you know, I just saw, yeah. Like, he's hitting 320 right now. Uh, can you... And and the Pirates got the uh, the feel good story of the year with that that Drew Maggie the guy who was in yep. the minors for thirteen right, years. Right. The guy's got gray hair and wrinkles in his <laughs> face, and he finally gets. I mean, it, is that all he needs, or is he already been called? Is he already been? I think he's. I think down? he's is just he still up. there. I, I think know. he's just up. Uh, he got his first uh, major league hit the other day. Got his first major league hit. Um, just everybody. Le- I mean, let's. Such a great What's not to like, right? Yeah. 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 How can you not be romantic about baseball? I know. I know. <laughs> it's incredible. So uh I don't see him on the uh the roster right now, but whatever, whatever. I mean he made the dance. Yeah. Right. Or it made the big uh the big show. So I was about uh, to say some guys some guys don't even go thirteen years. That's right. that's that's a grind. That's a grind. 
yeah, I mean, to, just to sleep in a whatever, nice hotel he, and eat he, good food for yeah. a little bit, yeah, for a couple of, a couple of <laughs> games. But you know, and before we uh, started the this morning, we were talking about you know the Reds, your Red Sox, and and the Yankees being at the bottom of the American League East. But the Yankees are the worst team in the East, and they're playing five hundred ball. So does that mean the East is just stacked? And they'll beat they'll beat each other up currently, yeah. Yeah. So if you're the worst, I mean, everybody else like Kansas City is the worst in the Central. Oakland is terrible in the West, <laughs> and they're they're like, you know, their winning percentage is, starts with a two, right? You know, and the Yankees are fifteen and fifteen, so they're not bad. They're just bad in the the AL East. Yeah, they're bad where they're at. I think they uh, I think they called up Volpe too soon. I think uh, he's he's had a few errors that have had some brutal impacts on some games. They, I was a little mad for a little bit because they called a they. I mean, they picked up Franchi Cordero after the Sox dropped him, and then he started obliterating baseballs like he's Babe Ruth back in nineteen sixty. <laughs> like yeah. I'm just like, dude. Um, and then he kind of fell off and. They just haven't. They just haven't been hitting the baseball, that's, and that's the biggest. Thing. <clears throat> I yeah, like they're, I just they're, they're they're near last in like batting average and on right. base percentage. Yep. They're right. up there in home runs, which you're you know yeah probably not going to be there for a while. Losing Judge and I think Stanton's on, on the shelf as well. So yep. which isn't <laughs> Stanton's I, always on the shelf, but yeah, you know I think Harrison Bader he's on his rehab assignment right now. So I think when he comes back, it'll add like a little bit more to their lineup. Not very much though. No, but their pitching has been solid. Yeah, yeah. Garrett Cole, as much as I hate to say it, that guy's had a that, couple good outings. Right. These past he couple he days. wasn't necessarily the guy they paid for the last couple, but he is now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is now. Oh yeah. Well, let's get back to the Mariners. They they got three at Oakland. Those should be three very winnable games. <laughs> um, uh, shocking to say, tickets are still available uh, right. at uh, Oakland Coliseum or whatever. It's won't be them. won't be there very lo- much longer, will they? You th- you think that's a it's they, pretty much a done deal, right? Yeah, they put build a stadium in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. which are they going to become Vegas though? I think so. The I think, Vegas A's. Yeah, Vegas A's. A's. Las Vegas, Vegas A's, something yeah. like that. I guess the Raiders didn't change their name, but you can't change the Raiders' name. No, you can't. But the, where's the stadium going to be? Isn't it going to be? Isn't it going to be as close to the Strip as Allegiant Stadium? I was about to say. Yeah. I heard it was pretty close to Allegiant. That's Stadium. That's going to be a nightmare because all right. So Vegas to me, I could go there once a month and I'd be happy. But uh, <laughs> so every time I go there, I talk to like Ubers and taxi drivers and stuff like that, and they're like. Football Sundays are terrible. Oh, it's crazy! Just Absolutely a terrible spot. Terrible. It's just there's just no space, and I'm thinking it's going to be the same thing with baseball. Couldn't you walk? How far is the walk? Uh, I guess you could walk, but you're not going to want to walk to a oh for a football. I don't. I wouldn't want to walk to football because in the s- September it's still going to be. I've never been to Vegas, so I don't know what the what I've I've never no way. So I don't know when you say the strip like. Is the strip go for miles? Strip go for blocks? Well, here's the thing: like, a block like, a block of the strip is like a marathon. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. it, it's. I mean, yes, you could walk. No, you're not going to want to walk. It's probably, um, I don't know, a mile and a half away. Mm. But it's it's like the longest mile and a half forever. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, but anyway, it's just going to be. I, I mean, Vegas is just the place to be now. Yeah, you know the Golden Knights, the Raiders are there. I guess the A's are going to be there now. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say I went with my dad in uh, I think it was November or October of this last year, um, just because he was on a work trip. I was doing all, all online, so so why not? And uh, I remember that Sunday they were playing. I forget who they were playing at home, but I mean a madhouse of people mm-hmm. on the strip. Yeah. Going up like and we were staying in Mandalay Bay, so it was like a straight oh, shot. Right there. Yeah, yeah. It's like a straight shot looking at Allegiant Stadium. And it's like oh again, it's it's just looks like a madhouse of people yeah. walking in. I'm just like, oh my god. It's goodness. a cool stadium. That look it looks like a spaceship. And at <clears> night <throat> it just glows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. That's it's pretty awesome. It's uh put it on your bucket cool. list. Yeah. If I'm, I could go to Vegas once a month, I would. But uh <laughs> um 
Yeah, so. You don't. So, you know what? We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have Cleo Rosen, Warrior Baseball Head Coach Mike Halverson with us. He's going to talk about uh, talk about how the season's gone. He's going to talk about where the season's going. He might even talk a little bit about that rivalry with Kittitas here. So, uh, when, we be, when we're back, we'll have Coach Halverson on the phone with us. Well, we are back, and as promised, we are ready for our uh, interview of the week. We've got Cleelum Roslin head coach Mike Halverson here with us. The, uh, I should say, the number one ranked according to the WIAA's uh, RPI rankings. Coach, uh, welcome to the podcast, and and I'm just going to start you off right there. Number one ranked baseball team in the two B. Is that a blessing? Is that a curse? Or do you not want to talk about it uh, just because it's too early? <laughs> it's not Memorial Day weekend yet. No, I think it's uh, I think it's been both a blessing and a curse. Um, you know, we we have made a point to celebrate it each week to see how we're doing, and uh, you know, let the boys enjoy the success that they're having from all the hard work they're putting in on a day by day basis, and going all the way back to October when they started lifting weights and getting ready for this season. But we also understand that it puts a target on our back, and you know, we've embraced that. I've just told the boys every, every week we play right now, somebody wants to be that team that messes up our season and, and breaks that, you know, right now we're on a 15 game win streak. So you talk about, you know, teams that want to mess up your season, but you, you kind of led me right into there. Uh, you know, you started off the season with a five to one loss against two a Grandview, And then it's just been, you guys have been rolling and uh, you know, a couple of close games, but most of them have been pretty decisive. So, has it felt good? Has it been smooth sailing? I mean, obviously there's going to be some, maybe some bumps and bruises or injuries or kids just having bad games. But according to the stat sheet, you guys are looking pretty dang good. Yeah. I'd say, you know, the, the first game of these double headers we've been playing, we've been facing the team's number one pitching and, uh, you know, we've been able to withstand that and, and play our game. And I think every week our mentality has just been focused on being two and oh, playing our game not worrying about who we're playing and and going out there and just competing and getting tougher and getting better each week. And we've continued to do that. You know, we've had a couple mental letdowns at times, but uh, we've, we've course corrected pretty quickly and, and shown back up the next day or the next games and, and got back on track to playing our, our game and our style of baseball. Hey coach, you guys obviously playing well, you're going to have some standout performances. Now, not a lot of stats at the two, at the two B level for us to go look across to see who the real standouts are. So, can you highlight a few players and uh, who have uh, really contributed this year? And that uh, you can highlight them all for all I care. Uh, but but give us uh, and I'm sure you guys have more stats on your end um, than than we can find online. Yeah, I think first off, you got to talk about Caleb Bogart. He's the two two-time, you know, co-league MVP the last two years running, and he's going to be right there again at the end of the year for it. Um, last week against Goldendale, he wrapped up his 15th career win as a, as a high school pitcher for us, which I think is a huge accomplishment because he was part of that class that lost his freshman year due to COVID and then had a shortened uh, sophomore year, and he's just been the bulldog on the mound for us. Um, then you got Max Gearing behind the plate and also one of our other pitchers that, that shows six and zero on the season with an ERA under under one. Mm. Uh, so we're we're blessed to have the the one two punch we have at pitching, and then we've had a standout freshman in Glenn Franklin, who's hitting over four fifty for us right now. Plays first, plays outfield pitches. Um, you know, Joel Kelly moves all over the infield for us. Plays shortstop, plays first, pitches at times as well. Um. I'd say those are probably the four guys that stand out the most, but you know, we've got role players and contributors all over the field that on a different day, a different guy steps up and, and gets it done for us. Talk to me about, uh, let's, let's go and, and look at the schedule as well. So, uh, and I'm, I'm just looking at, um, going off of WIA, which I think is pretty, which is pretty updated, but, uh, you hit the road to Liberty Bell, right? And and uh, so that means a, a non-league contest. Um, is it nice to kind of mix it up? And maybe not nice to put miles on the bus or anything like that. But is it nice to kind of get out of the EWAC for for a moment and and take a look at other other teams? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're looking forward to going up there tomorrow and playing a team that we've never seen before. Um, and that was kind of the goal with our entire schedule this year, playing Okanagan, Tenasket, um, and, and Grandview. It, it's nice to get outside of our conference and see some different teams and um, get some challenges. You know, we start to get so comfortable and know so much about the teams in our conference and our side of the league and stuff that it's good to have uh, some new challenges on a, on a week-to-week basis. You know, and let's talk, you talk about teams that uh, you don't know as well. Let's talk about a team that you do know really well. And, and uh, you guys swept the doubleheader against Kittitas, which uh, lots of fans there at the, at the game, including uh, most of us here on, on the podcast. And, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think on that first game, Kittitas had like a 4-0 advantage on you. And then you guys just kind of were rolling. Um, is it nice to, I mean, one, probably your shortest road trip of the year and those are always welcomed. Uh, but was it uh, nice to kind of, you know, that's a feather in the cap for, you know, some County rivalries some maybe bragging rights and everything like that. What was the bus ride like home after beating Kittitas a couple of weeks ago? That, that was exciting. Um, you know, I, I won't lie. We, we put a lot of weight on that series each year. Um, it's, you know, tends to decide our side of the comp or our, our side of the league for uh, the championship. And, it was nice to go down there and get the sweep, especially the way that it started out that morning. Um, you know, Caleb just did not have his stuff, and I had to pull him after his first four batters. And Max Deering walked on the mound. He said, hey, coach, don't worry about it. I got this. And from there, we just we we fought back, and we uh, we were able to stay in the game long enough until things started going our way. And getting that first one, I think, in that series is always huge um, to how the things are going to play out in the second game of it. it. It was that way last year as well when we played a close one. And, lost at the end and kind of deflated our sales going into the second game. And, you know, it was nice to get that first one this year and, uh, and, and get the sweep. It definitely was a huge accomplishment and a, a mental hurdle that these boys wanted to get, uh, get past and we were able to do it. So you got two more doubleheaders, Liberty Bell that we've already mentioned, and then you wrap up the regular season with Highland. And then, uh, you know, we're not coaches, so we can look ahead. And I know the most important game is the next one on the schedule or whatever cliche you want to use. But can you kind of give me an idea of what, what uh, you know, playoffs are going to look like? Uh, do you get to host quite a bit with wrapping up the, the West Division title? What's that, what's that playoff scenario look like? Yeah, right now things are looking like we'll, we'll definitely be hosting um, on Tuesday the uh, the ninth uh, against the four seed from from the east. There's still uh, some games in the east that have to be played to kind of iron everything out on that side, and then we should be also hosting um, the second game, which is on the eleventh, I believe it is, the Thursday uh, as well. So we definitely will be getting to play at home, which I an advantage for us. I think we're 17 and 19 in our last 19 at home. So we definitely like to be playing at home and, you know, we're, we're excited for districts and we know that there's going to be some good competition and we're, we're looking forward to that and hopefully can uh, punch a ticket to state again this year for the second time in a row. Have you paid much attention to, uh, you know, the east side of the state and uh, you know, other leagues, uh, west side of the state or anything like that? What, is there a team to beat every single year or is there a team that you guys kind of want to match up against? No, I've, I've looked at the standing stuff, you know, you see Trudel Lake up there again this year. They were there last year. Brewster's right up there as well. Um, kind of some of the same teams that were up there from last year. So I think for us, we just, uh, we just want to continue playing well, get through districts, um, wherever we end up and land in, in the state bracket, if we are able to make it that far, we're, we're going to play whoever they put in front of us. You know, beyond normal bumps and bruises and everything like that, uh, how's the team feeling? Any any injuries or anything where you've had to really move players around game by game or, or throughout the season? No, I feel overall we've been uh, we've been very healthy. We've had uh, one player, Clay Titus, who was our third baseman uh, for the last three years, has kind of developed a shoulder problem, so we've moved him to our DH role and been able to slide in a freshman uh, to play third base that's been doing very well over there defensively for us. So, you know, knock on wood, health-wise, we're, we're good. Arms are healthy. Uh, I think we're uh, still peaking at the right time. The boys are getting hungry for the next month ahead. 
Well, Coach, I know you got uh, meetings and appointments throughout the rest of the day, so we're going to let you go. But I just wanted to say, you know, congrats on what you guys have done so far. Uh, obviously, it's got to be nice to maybe have a target on your back and nice to have that uh, that uh, West Division wrapped up already. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me on. It's been a, it's been a fun uh, two and a half seasons now, you know, since I came on board, just rebuilding this program, getting the excitement around it from the school administration through the parents and the coaches that help me out on a day-by-day basis and just the overall excitement the community has around the program right now. That's good to hear, Coach. Well, hey, good luck for the rest of the season. Good luck in the playoffs, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Good luck, Coach. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. See you, Coach. All right, we are back. I want to say thanks to uh, Coach Halverson for spending, spending about 10 minutes with us. Uh, they got a good thing going, and RPI number one, he seems to embrace that. It's got to be exciting. Imagine being a kid on that team. You yeah. Know, like, you're the number – like, any number – like, that's got to feel good, especially, you know, around here, you know, over there where they're – you know, that's I'm sure that's not a common occurrence. No. And he talks about, you know, he finds a way – you know, there's some coaches who are like, doesn't matter – Matters where you're at at the end of the season, but it's like, hey, we embrace it. Let's celebrate where we're at. Right, we earned it. We so. we can't. There's nothing, you know. Yeah, it's not our. They deem us number one. Let's let's go do it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But let's keep with high school. Yeah, yeah. Let's I'll, keep with high school and and uh, let's shine some light on some uh, some track and field, shall yeah. we? Yeah, Ellensburg track and field. Both uh, men and women are undefeated as a team on the season. I think the women tied. They're seven zero and one. Uh, the boys, I see him men. I'm a college guy. I keep calling it men, but it's boys and girls, not men right. and women. Uh, but both undefeated. They're finishing up uh, their their last meet of the season is uh, this Thursday. Uh, they're going to Prosser. CWAC meet number four before they head to districts on Saturday, May 13th. And uh, across the board, you go to athletic.net and you go look up CWAC, which I believe is District 5. And I you're believe gonna, you're right. You're yeah. gonna see top of the list Ellensburg athletes up and down. We'll just start on the men's side where Colton Magruder's first in the hundred meter, only sub eleven hundred meter in the district, and he's second in two hundred meter. And then you go on to uh the eight hundred meter where Chase Perez is the leader with a minute fifty eight in the eight hundred meter and he comes second in the four hundred. Any, anybody that's under two minutes in the eight hundred needs to get some love 100%. i mean i i don't know if i'd get under two minutes at this stage in my life in the 400 uh but that's 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 fast right it, it's fast it, it, and they're they're really moving in the in the in the 110 meter hurdles josh bose uh leads the conference i'm pretty sure he won districts last year he might be amongst the state, state leaders yeah because didn't he take six last year yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he played he plays really high and he also leads in the 300 meter hurdles, and then the four by one with with both Darius Andaya, Gabriel Anderson, and Colton Magruder uh, are also leading the CWAC, and also uh, placing very well in lots of other areas in the field. The javelin, Ronan Goheen leads the javelin with 150. I went to my first like middle school track meet last week, and um, I saw someone throw a 92, and I'm like, oh my gosh. That thing just flew. And I'm like, 152. <laughs> like, man, I got to get out more because seeing a javelin fly through the air, especially when you see a few, like, go head over heels about yeah, five yeah, feet, yeah. it's, like, majestic. It's like, oh, look yeah, at that. Yeah, yeah. So, congrats. High jump, James Hall leads leads the district in high jump. Adam Singer leads the district in pole vault. Josh Bose is second in long jump and uh, second in triple jump. So, you know, you can see why uh, – the men are are dominating the conference so far, and on the women's side, when you get to these these track events, I mean, it's just littered at the top. Uh, Carson Ar- Ar- Arnold, which is that spike related spike? I believe there it's the that's a old part CW of the Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's leading in the in the hundred meters. She's also leading the two hundred meters. Uh, four hundred meter is the leader is Holly uh, Fromhers. I'm going to butcher some names here, so apologize me. Uh, to me she is don't apologize to me but i apologize for me uh she also is is leading in the I'm 800 sorry. meter the 1600 meter <laughs> thank you yeah. she's Thanks, also Cole. leading the 600 1600 meter uh followed closely by uh riley leishman from ellensburg who is also 
the tops in the 3200 meter and we uh solid basketball player going to central for basketball she's just an all-around athlete maybe she'll be doing some track and field those those sports don't necessarily cross over so you know maybe you know she's she's placing well here uh yotong liang from ellensburg leads in the hurdles uh she's also second in the 300 meter and they have the top relay team in both the four by one and the four by two uh just a ton of and the four by four relay so they're they're running events they they don't place quite as high in the field but they are dominating all of the running events and uh just a lot of athletes out here doing really good things in the track and excited to see um districts come along and and see how many state qualifiers we have and um like i said i can't see all the state stuff in here but uh because you refuse to, to pay five dollars a month, I'm not going to pay extra money. <laughs> and uh, can't give in. The, you no. know, see if Josh can. They'll never give me. Could go get a state title. They're going to be in in position to run for one and, and in track. Man, that's all you need. It just yeah. takes one misstep for the best player out there to finish third. Yeah, yeah, I know. And and the the cadence and the flow of the one ten hurdles are just oh amazing. my gosh. I just love it. Right. It's yeah. violent. There's no stutter like, step. Yeah. It's violent. It can be very violent. Right. Even from just their motions to somebody banging in. Like, yeah. it's just, it's fun to watch. Or you could run a perfect race, but if the, if you're in lane three and the guy in lane two doesn't and trips up your right. hurdle. Right. I mean, it's amazing how, yeah, whatever. I mean, violent. I, my, uh, one of my most vivid memories is I got a chance to go watch, uh, <clears throat> the uh, NCAA national championships at Hayward field in, in, uh, um, in Oregon. And I was there for a couple of days, if I remember correctly. And in one of the prelims, somebody did that. And it was such a domino effect of violence. Uh, I can't remember. I mean, this is 20 years ago now, so I can't really remember if, if they like, if the race was so bad, they had to like basically start it over or what, but it was just, it was just like it was like a bad car wreck. It was terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you wanted to see it again. <laughs> well, I wanted to see the winner, <laughs> right, uh, right? Yeah. No, I mean it was the best is watching a steeplechase. I don't think they do it at the high school level, but college. When somebody trips up and goes for a swim, and not only that, like sometimes you won't have anybody trip up, but you have track. Such an interesting sport where, like, I could never do track because you get. Even at the college level, you get the people who are lapping people on the yep. steeplechase. Yep. Yeah. And the people in the end are just like dying. I'm like, why are you doing this? You don't look <laughs> like you're yeah. enjoying yeah. yourself. Yeah. But they'll just get in there like just crawling over the top of it. Like, because I just don't have the yeah. energy or just, yeah. I'm just going to absorb this, this puddle right here. <laughs> and it is, it is probably my favorite event because yeah. something's bound to happen. Yeah. Well, let's keep with track and field. Let's go down to the 2B ranks. Uh, you know, one team that gets a lot of attention is the 4x100-meter relay, the Kittitas boys, the defending state champions. Um, and they had, you know, some personnel changes going into this year, as you would normally have year after year. But they're still, um, I believe, uh, as of a couple of weeks ago, they were number one in the state uh, with a 45.22 and right behind them about a second behind them is Cleone Roslin. So, uh, that should be really, that should be really cool. We're, we're recording this on a Tuesday morning. Um, Kittitas is actually hosting the district meet, uh, tomorrow at Harding field and, and, uh, go there for the track and field or, or maybe go there to listen to the sweet PA announcer voice. I don't know who it is, but I can tell you he's a Really nice dude, good-looking guy, and uh, still in playoff shape. But, you know, Kittitas with the 4 by one and um, one thing that I really would like to see is is uh, in the 4 by 4 Kittitas and, and Goldendale going after it because they had a heck of a – they had a heck of a race uh, a couple of weeks ago in the four by four, and then. Uh, but I, I'm looking at, uh, you know, in the in the in the javelin, um, Doug Varnum. He's a junior, never had thrown a javelin before. Decides to pick one up, just like kind of as a joke, on a whim. And he is amongst the leaders in the state. He's beating everybody in the EWAC by 13 feet in the javelin, and uh, he's just. He's amongst the leaders in the state. Uh, Mac Williams is right there for Cleo and Roslin, too. And high jump, and uh, it's Josh Rossback and Owen Stickney. They're amongst the leaders in the high jump. And then moving over to uh, moving over to the women here, uh, the girls, 
uh, not as many um, uh, standard bearers, I guess you could say, uh, amongst the Kalielum or or uh, uh, Kittitas girls, but uh, both of them are right there, or the Kittitas girls are right there in the thick of things for the four by one. Um, and so, but like I said, the the district meet is tomorrow. We're recording this on a Tuesday. District meet is Wednesday. So if you're if you're in town, and you want to see some track and field action. Uh, head on over to uh, Kittitas, and and uh, the best of the EWAC will be will be on display. And uh, it's a, it's just a it's a I love the sport. It's a it's so much to see and watch, especially if you don't have to go too far to watch all the field events right. and everything. Um, it it can be a pretty a pretty interactive sport, and and uh, um, you know, let's talk a little bit of softball too. I know Ellensburg was kind of taking their lumps a little bit uh, in softball earlier this year, and uh, you know, kind of a down year for them. Um, I'm pulling up the standings right now, but uh, let me. Pull yeah, it up. started they were over, but they played some really really tough teams. Yeah, uh, to start the year, and I I don't know they they pulled it around. Um, yeah. It's, uh, they're on a four-game winning streak. They they lost, yeah, they they lost 14 in a row, I think it was. Um, or actually, no, they got a couple of, uh, looks like they won a, a doubleheader against College Place uh, in Ellensburg a couple of weeks ago, and then they just uh, swept Prosser convincingly uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, last Saturday. Um, so... Playoff bracket, I'm not sure um, if they're going to, if they're going to be there, but, um, you know, they've kind of starting to right the ship a little bit. And then for, uh, for softball, uh, um, that was softball. one and two, Cleelum Roslin is, uh, mm-hmm. leading the league. Uh, Kittitas is, uh, well, right there with five and one records, uh, at the top of the EWAC West. Um, uh, so Cleelum is, uh, on the road to Liberty Bell. looks like they're, um, you know, they split with Kittitas. So it's kind of who ends, um, who wins the season with more wins? Man, that's the most the dumbest thing I could ever <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, that's typically how it goes, John. Yeah, usually. <laughs> whoever, whoever has the most wins. Welcome to sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's also, I mean, uh, a lot of runs being scored in, in fast pitch. Like, oh, my goodness. Throughout the Valley. Like, yeah. holy moly. Like, talk about just offensive explosions. Well, yeah, it's tough. I mean, they lost what their top pitchers last year, Ellensburg, did. I know that. Yeah. And so to, to reload in a conference that's ready to swing, it's 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 tough. Yeah. Uh, points to be scored. And on the baseball side, Ellensburg baseball, second place. I think they're, they're already – postseason schedule is already out, like – uh, mm-hmm. They are. They finish second behind Sela, and they play the winner of Afreda and Othello, um, who plays Thursday, and they'll play Saturday morning at Rotary Park, eleven a.m. And typical CWAG baseball, it's Ellensburg and Sela. Sela's number one in the two A. Ellensburg's number four in the two A. Both of them. It seems like the state title goes either through one or both of those schools right. year after year. Um, right. And so it's a matter of who wins. You know, one you got to get there. Yeah, you got to get there. Got to get there. But likelihood is they'll both be there for the championship uh, for districts. Loser will go play a crossover for another chance to to get back in. But you'd expect both of them to make it and probably face each other in state somewhere down the line. Yeah, for the umpteenth time. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, right. That's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so a lot going on in this valley moving forward. Districts coming up. A uh, lot to go out and watch. This is exciting time because you know when we were on a break we were we were talking about how you know springtime there's so many sports mm-hmm. so many weird schedules in mm-hmm. the beginning of the season you're either rained out snowed out maybe right. you know it's so hard to keep up with but then when you get into May and here we are on May second uh, you know Memorial Day weekend or the or the times leading up to Memorial Day when you got playoff baseball playoff uh, softball playoff soccer track and field it's a it's an exciting time especially when you know you know you only have to go down to the sila or yakima for some baseball postseason baseball or postseason right you're not traveling softball. all over the place yeah and local locally yeah it's not hard for you to get there yeah so i was just thinking this this is off the top of my head i thought we would wrap up you talk about how you never uh you're not a track and field guy but let's do a little round table here you have to pick a you have to pick an event and track 
I'm going to maybe. <laughs> that I get to do? That you get to do. And, and maybe it's steeplechase, Sammy. Not a chance. <laughs> what would be what would be the what would be the event and track that you would pick? I'd have to be a throwing event, trying to see myself go up a pole. That thing snapping in half. Yeah, <laughs> shards hitting was, people in the face. I was thinking the exact same right. thing for myself. I think I want to do the hammer. I was okay. talking to my son. My son's doing field events and he's doing shot put, discus, javelin. Does he like I'm it? Like, I'm like, do you do hammer? And he's like, what's hammer, Dad? And I'm like, I think that's college hammer. Level. And I was like, do they do it at the high school? He's like, Dad, I don't know what hammer is. And I'm like, oh, there's your answer. Yeah. So I was like, it must be a college. Oh, that's the one because you're just one. Once you start spinning around, it's doing all the motion for you. You know, it's yeah, less yeah, work yeah. now for me. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit more dangerous, but I, you know, I don't have to keep spinning this thing. It's now spinning yeah. me, and I just got to let go of it. And it seems fun. That that would be me. All right. Cool. Um, I'll probably do javelin. Yeah. I feel like javelin. It's right up my alley. I'm disappointed. Just throwing things. The three of us here looking at us. He should be the one picking up the running event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah, all yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the running events. I 100, wish, are you fast? Uh, heck no. No? Can you run for say. a distance? Uh, yeah, I've done, I've done a half let's, marathon. Let's, let's do 800 meters. Oh, yeah, I do. Marathon? The mile. Do, I have run a half marathon. the mile. Yeah. Why? Just because. Because he can. Look Just at him. Just because. If I was his body build. I go, yeah, I'll go do a half marathon. Hell, I wouldn't even train for it. That's the thing is I didn't even train yeah, for it. Yeah, he'd be I fine. Just, I was in high school. He'll it was be like, fine. We See, have this. We wait, have you're this. a baseball player. Baseball players don't run marathons. I, I have. And my mom, my mom is really big into running. So that we have this like turkey trot, it's called, yeah. uh, back in my hometown. I'm not letting him pick javelin. He's got to pick a run out of him. <laughs> All right. So we'll let one you of take us javelin. To. But, to, <laughs> but to appease us. What would be the running event? I, you know, I'd want to, I want to like work with some teammates. So I'd want to do like a relay okay, of some okay. sort. All right. Okay. If, I, if I'm doing, you're not fast, we'll do like four by four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah we'll yeah. do a four by four. Yeah, yeah. I'd let somebody else carry me to victory there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, so I ran track in high school. I was, I did the 1600 as you can, you know, yeah. totally tell I'm, I'm in shape for it. Uh, and it was fun. I, I enjoyed it because I was never sprinter fast. I was right. never thrower strong. So and that's just, just the mile, right? That's a yeah. fancy way to say a mile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's within like 30 meters of a mile. I don't yeah. know how it is, you know. And uh, I'm out of practice. So, but if I could choose a sport and going with your, you can't do pole vault because you'll break the pole, I would want to do pole vault. I would too. I would, I would like want to. to do it. I would I'm like to be catapulted. Can. It's been a long time since I've been catapulted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, that sounds like it's a whole pot on its own. <laughs> When's the last time Sammy was catapulted? Uh, but I will say, I remember uh, my sophomore year in high school. We needed points because it's all about points for team scores and stuff like that. And we're like, good at you're going to be part of the the big man in the the four by four so i did a relay where the team did carry me like you were saying here cole because i'm like i at that time i was i was in great shape as a high school but i wasn't a sprinter so by the 200 you know by the first end of the first turn i'm dying and i still have like <laughs> it's because you, you came out sprinting right I'm I sure thought you... I was sprinting, but if you look at the video, it's just like, that guy's got one gear, and that's four-wheel drive low, right? You know? Is that guy running up a hill or something like that? I can still vividly remember it. There was an I'm elevation. Shoreline High School. There was an elevation. Shoreline High School, so North Seattle, and I'm just, I'm just pumping away, and I'm just, there's nobody near me. Because we're just going for third place, right? Because right. there was only two teams. We needed a, a you know, a, another set of points, and so I was, you know, I was a scoring member of the team. But um, I don't know what my split was, but I mean, I'm I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was, you know, Josh Boast, Josh yeah. Rossback kind of right. score t- uh, time. So I'm sure we're, I'm sure I was good. But yeah, I would do pole vault, even though I was a running event. So I mean, yeah. We should do that. That you know, we always have these podcast things. Oh, we should do a podcast where we're golfing. We should do a podcast where we're doing like track and field events on, on like a Sunday afternoon or something like that. <laughs> I'll announce it. You'll announce it. Okay. Hundred oh, yeah, percent. Yeah. I'll be your PA guy. Well, guys, thank you very much for joining us. You know, we got to do this more often. Agreed. We got to do it more often. But uh, 
Make sure if you're listening to this, uh, make sure to like and, and share it on our on our social media pages, either Twitter or Facebook. Uh, but uh, appreciate you joining us. Uh, get out there and cheer on your teams and uh, have a good rest of the week. Kittitas Valley Sports Talk is part of the Big Country Media Podcast Network. Check us out and feel free to interact with us on all of our social media by searching Kittitas Valley Sports Talk on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.